Welcome, Castleberry. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew, along with producer Robin. What's up, podcast listeners? Andy and Drew, we're back. Welcome to episode number 68 of the What's Up Castleberry podcast. Folks, we hope you are having just a great week. It's middle of May here as this podcast recording comes out. 2021, restaurants are open. People are out and about. People are getting vaccinated. We are here in lovely Castleberry, Florida talking with one another and with our lovely producer, Robin, as well as some great guests today about all things Castleberry. So, so glad that you're here. Andy, I'm thrilled you're here, man. How are you today? Good. You know, when you said episode 68, that's quite a run we've had, right? We, I mean, we, we were aiming for like two or three at first, but here we are in episode <laughs> 68. And I was thinking about this. Not only are we Castleberry's most popular local podcast, but we are also Castleberry's longest running local podcast as well. In fact, we are 68 episodes ahead of our nearest competitor at the moment. (laughs) We will hold that and and find distinction. We all just keep giving ourselves awards for (laughs) the longest longest amount of weeks held that spot. Okay, quick question about that. If we were to have our own version of the Dundies, what would they be? Hmm. The What's Upsies. The What's Upsies. Oh, the Upsies. That sounds sounds like someone's had an accident. That works well. The the Whoopsies. The Whoopsies. That's funny. Well, Andy, I mean, I I can't tell you how many dozens of people that listen to our podcast have been asking. We, you know, we had the two-parter with Chris Boley. You and Tracy had an anniversary in the midst of it. Lots going on in our life. But but you mentioned get it, having a nice getaway. You went to a spa with her. Hopefully you got some relaxing treatments done. Uh, the listeners, myself, producer Robin, we want to know how was your anniversary time away? Did did you get anything waxed while you were at the spa? <laughs> Is that an appropriate question to ask a pastor, Drew? <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot I won't tell you, but I will tell you that we had a lovely time relaxing and celebrating 21 years of marriage together. The weather was beautiful. Uh, we were in a little kind of uh, small villa by a lovely pool, and we just had a, had a great time, and uh, I signed up for another 21 years. Uh, she's still waiting to sign that contract, but, but I'm in. <laughs> You're still, still in negotiations, right? That's right. That's amazing. Uh, well, happy anniversary, 21 years. Super, definitely super, super special. Glad, glad y'all had a good time. Um, well, part of being married, uh, in, in your case, Andy, was that you are a wonderful, caring, not only husband, but father. And so Castleberry, <laughs> it's time for our favorite segment. The dad joke of the week. All right. And I understand I am on the hot seat this week, Drew, right? You are. You are, in fact, jumping at the bit. You've been teasing me, harassing me about my dad jokes. But I I think I've worn you down enough where you are finally ready to actually participate in this. So wait, I have to sit down first. Hold on. Okay. Robin's got her laugh track ready. She's ready to go. I do feel a huge weight of responsibility telling this week's joke, but I take confidence and the fact that you have set such a low bar for the jokes that uh, <laughs> it, it might be it might be the fair. Might not be too for here. Me. All right, here's a story. Two people, two friends 
were connected with this one guy. The guy's name was Bob. He liked both of these girls. One was called Kelly. The other was called Elaine. And this is a joke that I'm telling because of our guests today who are involved in eye care and, and vision. And our guy, Bob, is very unsure about who he wants to date. Should he date Elaine? Should he date Kelly? Should he go to the movies with Kelly or Elaine? And he just got himself into this tiz when all of a sudden he got a note from Elaine. And Elaine said, Bob, I'm so sorry, but uh, I got to leave town. I'm, I'm moving away. My family's going. Bob was initially a little bit disappointed, but then things fell into place because the difficult decision he had to make was removed. And as he was walking home that day, do you know what he sung? I can no. see Kelly now, Elaine has gone. <laughs> I can see Kelly now, Elaine has gone. Come on, Robin, I didn't hear you laugh. It's good for you to try and put yourself out there. It is now time for your local update about things happening in your community. It is now time for Castleberry in the News. Andy, I have been getting some updated emails. Summer is shortly upon us. And uh, the beauty of going kind of out of this COVID season, pandemic more and more, is that things, as we said at the top, are beginning to open. And one of the things that has been highlighted and advertised here in our city is the Castleberry Art House. If Folks, if you haven't been over to the Castleberry Art House located right there on the backside of Lake Concord Park, highly recommend it. Andy, you and I have been there for different events and, and outings and stuff. Local artists bring their uh, their paintings and photography, different sculpting and things and place it there in the in the art house for those to view and experience. Well, kids, this is a special opportunity for children age 7 to 13. They're going to have at the art house in Castleberry, the Summer Art Academy, the Summer Art Academy for 7 to 13 year olds. And so registration is going on now and throughout the summer from June 7th through July 23rd, from nine in the morning till noon, there will be a summer art academy led by local Castleberry artists. That's pretty cool, Andy. Oh, yeah, I'd love to go. Unfortunately, it says it's only for children 7 to 13, but I wonder if they would kind of sneak a couple of adults in. I especially like the comic book art. I've uh, always wanted to um, learn how to do that and been fascinated uh, from that. And I think uh, if I did do some comic book art, I would do it around my new superhero, uh, Dad Joke Drew, who would swoop into difficult situations and just lighten the mood with one of his uh, fantastic jokes. And just make it more awkward. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I was, I was going to say, even though I am uh, also above the age of seven to 13, uh, if you were to anybody that knows me, if you were to look at my drawings, um, I, I'm not sure <laughs> that you would consider them to be uh, any more advanced than, than even a seven-year-old. I, I still draw stick figures and uh, yeah, I, I, I need some skills certainly in the area of art, but those parents, uh, if you have children in our community, in fact, there's a discount for residents of Castleberry with kids age seven to 13 for the summer art Academy, just go to the, the Castleberry, the city of Castleberry's website, castleberry.org and check out the summer art Academy would love to see many, many future artists right from our great city of Castleberry. Today's podcast sponsor is legal shield. 
and they have a little ditty just for you. Affordable attorneys, it's not an illusion. If you've got legal issues, Legal Shield, we've got the solution. Identity theft, you've heard of that. It happens every day. People's lives being ruined. ID Shield to the rescue, we've got the solution. This is just life. What you going to do? Give Pat Weber a call at 386-405-3595. She can help you. Protecting you, your family, and your business too? Legal Shield and ID Shield, the best protection for you. Check out Pat Weber and Legal Shield. Thanks, Legal Shield. Welcome back, listeners. We have some wonderful guests here today, and I'm excited for you to hear their story, but it's a story that has recently brought them back to Castleberry after they fell in love in Castleberry. I would like to welcome today to the show Dr. Eunice and Jerry Muscadon from My Eye Care right here in Castleberry, a new practice on 1792 right under Rhythm and Smooth Dance Floor, right beside Culver's and right opposite Lake Concord. Guys, welcome to Castleberry, but perhaps more importantly, welcome to the show. All right. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Nice to see all of you. Dr. Eunice, I love and support your practice already. I've not, I've not been in your facility yet, but the fact that you got your education or at least part of your education from the University of Florida, go Gators. Best education in the state. Right? I tell Drew that every time he mentions that he loses about half our audience. <laughs> <laughs> the important. That's man. right. That's still right. <laughs> We're still, the smart ones are still on. Tell us please. Uh, just about a little bit about y'all, both of your backgrounds. And Dr. Eunice, you were raised in a small town in the Panhandle. Just tell us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up in eye care. Yeah. So I was raised in the Panhandle of Florida, lower Alabama, like we like to call it. <laughs> a, a small town, great community. And I actually had a wonderful optometrist there too. I, I actually, myself, I wear glasses and contacts, can't see very well. And so I had a great mentor there. And I grew up in this community that was just really family oriented. So from there, like you said, I went on to the University of Florida, got my undergraduate degree, and I wanted to go into healthcare. And I really wanted to make a difference in the people's lives and in the community, make an impact. So I thought about going into the healthcare field, uh, researched a couple of fields, and just eye care. I was like, this is so fascinating. This is what I want to do. So then I went on to the Nova Southeastern in Fort Lauderdale Optometry School with my son. I just had a little boy at that time. He was one and a half years old. I was the only student with a child out of 150 students. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. This is my passion. This is my dream. And so with a lot of support, I got through that. And then, you know, I knew one day I wanted to open my own practice because I wanted it to carry my vision and mission to really take care of the community, take care of people's eyes and treat them like family. So growing up, uh, you said in a rural part of Southern Alabama, <laughs> uh, you were part of a culture, uh, as you said, that really valued both family and the sense of community that you shared together. Uh, as you started this practice, how have you built some of those values into the practice that you're, you're, you're leading now? That was really important to me when I opened this practice. Even, you know, being a patient myself and going through the healthcare that we have now, 
I noticed there was something missing, that bedside manner, that kind of, you know, that family feel. So, and that's what I had grown up with. So I really wanted to bring that into the practice. And what we do is we treat every patient as if they are family and is how we would like to be treated. So it's not only just, you know, taking care of their eyes, hand them a prescription and go by out the door. It's a holistic approach. Because, you know, it's nice if you could give me your eyes and leave them in the chair and come back a couple hours later (laughs) for you. But it's the eyes are a part of the body and they're a part of the soul. So they're part of the whole person. Yeah, I love that. That's great. I don't know if any of you have driven down Winter Park Drive recently, but there's a sign in one of the yards that says, drive like your cat lived here. And what they're they're saying is, hey, slow down because we want what's ours to kind of be yours and we're going to take care of of things appropriately. And and you're making a a similar statement that we want to take care of your eyes like they were our eyes or a member of our family's eyes. And I, I I think that level of care is fantastic. Yeah. And, and Dr. Eunice, you're obviously working alongside your, your, with your husband. And so the two of you together really truly are reflecting that, that family practice. Is that sort of the, the origin of why specifically uh, you focused on kind of a smaller community like Castleberry to, to practice vision care? Would you want to flesh out at all kind of your, your why, your purpose for specifically uh, my, my eye care? Yeah, definitely. Castleberry was the perfect fit and the perfect home for my eye care. And just like our logo, if you take a look at it, we were thinking about how do we convey this idea and really give that feel to the community. And it's two hands, just putting, you know, taking care of your eyes. So it's caring hands and quality eye care. So you can find quality eye care. We've got great professionals out there, but we really wanted to drive that home that you would get that. You would be heard. People just want to be heard. They get frustrated. They go from place to place and they just don't feel heard. And I think that was our driving force. And then Jerry, he was like, well, let's call it my eye care. That's personal. So when people say, you know, oh, where are you headed? I'm going to my appointment to the eye doctor. And they're like, what's that called? My eye care. Well, what's the name? My eye care. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's funny. I did the same thing with the church that I lead when we started it. We called it Church Together. And and the joke is, hey, can we go to church together? Sure. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Church together. So it's the same kind of... (laughs) Right. It is. Uh, Yeah. And that was our vision and mission. We want and we have wanted to have continuous care, right? A continuity. So you didn't feel like, yeah, I got my glasses this year. Now next year, where do I go? And we didn't want there to be a drop in their clinical care either. So at my eye care, we follow all the diseases of the eyes. We take care of glaucoma management and diabetic care, all of it combined. That's great. And Drew, kudos to you for asking what's your vision for eye care. I thought that was a very, very (laughs) clever question that that you asked. So I was reading your bios online and you're both really remarkable people. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you have five children. You both run marathons and somewhere in between you manage to run your practice. How do you balance kind of family and work and self-care and all, all, all that kind of stuff? Well, just like that, juggling all of it together. (laughs) But really what it is, we have this team idea in our family. So just like at work, we're working together. It's the same way at home. 
when one can do it, the other one can't do it. The other one picks up. And we also instill that in our children. We're like, there's five of you guys. <laughs> so really, we have to pitch a team effort. Everybody's a player. Everybody's invested. And we're all going to succeed and we're in it together. So that team mentality really helps. And I think just having your values in place, we know what's important. And we put our priorities in that order. Yeah, the team concept. Uh, Jerry, though, you uh, Jerry is the head. You get the biggest plate at dinner time, correct? <laughs> no, I'm not I leave myself behind. I wait until everybody's got taken care of. Yeah, definitely. You know, like she said, we complement each other. So you have it's, it's like a balance. You have to really find out where your strengths are, and we we help. We balance that where the weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. She might be stronger with her weaknesses are. I may be stronger. And sometimes, just like simple as someday she's running late or something, I have to pick up and cook. We you know so we exchange it. It's not like set in stone. We just hear it with the fluid. It's fluidity. There's this thing that I call. I like to think about flexible, adaptable, and teachable. So we should be flexible and adapt to our situation. And and if we can teach each other different things, then we can grow and love each other more and then work through these challenges that pop up. So, you know, the the only problem with that uh, little acronym is that flexible, (laughs) available and teachable means that we're going to have lots of people going around saying, I'm fat, I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I didn't start with that. I just said flexible, adaptable and teachable. You know, I love that. I love the dynamic between you two. I mean, maybe uh, as an offshoot of the eye care, you need to do like a a family counseling kind of center as well. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about, about yourself uh what do you bring to the to my my eye care and kind of what some of your responsibilities and what what are your passions i'm a bodyguard i just make sure that everything runs properly for her so that's all i'm doing i'm the, I'm the bodyguard <laughs> but no honest when i heard that her goal wanted to be you know to have her own private practice i, I wanted to kind of be like her supporting arm you know kind of be the third leg and so someone she can lean on when we're doing this so i try to bring my um, business essence and my servant leader so you know when people walk in there i'm serving them and I'm serving my wife. I'm there to make sure I can support her in accomplishing her mission or vision that she has for eye care as it comes as a whole. So it's all about being there for her and applying the skills that God has placed in me to do and doing my best with it. He actually does everything but the eye exams. That's all I have to do. <laughs> everything else. <laughs> Jerry, you've been quite uh, on quite a journey. Uh, you're born and raised in Haiti, which in one sense is a short journey to the U.S., but in another very real sense, it's been a very long journey as well as you've uh, come over, you've uh, done your MBA and a master's in healthcare administration. But but as I was looking at your website again, I, I saw this little quote that just fascinated me. I thought it was, was so good. And Drew and I love to talk and learn about leadership ourselves. But you say the payment for success is resilience and patience. And the payment for success is resilience and patience. That's a, a powerful leadership proverb. Can you share with us a little bit more about what that means and, and how that works? So for me, when I say the payment of success is really resilience and patience is because, you know, easy come, easy go. If you want something truly, you have to work hard for it. 
uh, and you have to work hard for it and, and put the effort in it and be patient. And it may not happen the, the overnight, but if you are resilient, you put in the effort, you know, you're going to go through some trials, you're going to get, you're going to fall, you're going to have to get up. Right. And so my journey being from a Haitian background, my family has been through a lot of tough times. So they, they were resilient people, you know, they, they, they did what they had to do to make sure I had the proper education and put me through the channels to get me where I'm at today. So I think, and when you go to ups and downs, we can talk about the pandemic. A lot of people lost a lot. You know, if you're not resilient, you, you, you'll give up, but that's not how, if you want, you're going to be successful, you have to go through this. You know, there's, there's things in life that happens that makes you who you are. Some people used to say, well, Jay, if you had the power to erase all your troubles and challenges, would you do it? And I thought about it for a second, like, you know what? No, I would not. Because if I erase those challenges, those tests, those events in my life that probably were hurtful and made me cry or feel sad about it, I wouldn't be who I am today. I'm stronger and better than I am today because I had these experiences. So resilience and going through that made me who I am patient, putting through that to get to where we are, makes you who you are. So in other words, you have to have that to have to get paid back for success in the future. So uh, that, I kind of live by that and I try to push myself towards that every day. Man, I love that. We eat that kind of stuff up and and clearly you all uh, are hard workers. You have a clear vision. You're motivated. I'm excited to see the the, the organization grow and, and prosper uh, in terms of eye care for, for our community. Well, the specific location Andy mentioned at the top is right there in that plaza across from Lake Concord, kind of behind Culver's there. And uh, apparently that, that specific location in your family's history is, is quite significant. That Dr. Eunice, would you want to jump in and share the story of why that's important to the two of you? <laughs> yes, it is actually. Seven years ago, we actually met right there where Rhythm and Smooth is. And that's where we fell in love and met. <laughs> and we actually were married in Castleberry. So that was pretty fascinating when that space that downstairs opened up. We kind of just looked at each other and we're like, we're back. <laughs> Beautiful community. So you can kind of sneak out for some romantic lunches just upstairs, right? And <laughs> reminisce about those those first magical moments together. <laughs> we actually had our grand opening upstairs. We had a, a, a little, like a, a brunch opening. After we cleaned up, we started taking pictures in there. And Charlene's like looking at us. <laughs> we're like... <laughs> Don't mind us. We just met here. So we're taking follow-up <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I'm sure she was very, very accommodating that. she's uh, yeah. She's been a great blessing to our community over the years as well. And so you're members of the Seminole County Chamber of Commerce, which meets at Rhythm and Smooth as well. And I think that speaks of your desire to, to kind of get involved in the community and meet people in the community. And that's a great way to connect. Uh, how, how has that experience been as as part of the, the chamber. Oh, that has been such an amazing experience. The chamber group is just so welcoming. They facilitate so many things. We're meeting different business owners, different leaders in the community. We're learning so much and it's really helped us grow in our business and just feel like we were given back to the community and that we are a part of it. We're an integral part of it. The, and the networking is amazing. It, it's truly, use, it's a collaborative environment. It's not like a competitive environment in a sense. It's one helping each other up. It's giving a hand up, not a hand down. And the group, the mentality, the mindset of that particular council is amazing. They really, truly, everybody there is willing to try to help everybody at work and be successful. So we love it. We, we, we're really proud of being part of it. 
Yeah, that's really our desire with this podcast and our involvement in the community is we really are in this together. When when one individual business or one nonprofit or religious organization prospers, we we all collectively prosper. And uh, I, le- I love that y'all desire to be kind of part of this this bigger uh, organism that is that is Castleberry and uh, here in Seminole County. Now, y'all mentioned in your kind of your your vision the <laughs> desire to provide provide uh, compassionate eye care. Could you flesh out a little bit, Dr. Eunice, you mentioned earlier the idea of kind of holistic care. If I were to walk in, what would I kind of expect? Well, if you came to our practice, which I hope you will come by and visit, the compassion part is basically we hear you. So what I do is I take a pretty lengthy intake. I sit down with every patient and I listen to their eye care needs, not just the immediate ones, but their eye care journey, like where they have been and what their needs are. Are you on the computer a lot? Are you driving? Are you flying an airplane? Uh, What hurts? What doesn't hurt? Right. What's going on with your vision? Really kind of listen to them and then not just take like one problem and fix it. But see what I can do to do a whole like a holistic approach. I also I have an undergraduate degree in dietetics and nutrition. So nutritional eye care is really important to me, too. So I'll mention food groups, vitamins, things that are important for dry eye, for macular degeneration to prevent those things. We'll have those conversations. And then if there's anything else, if they have physical ailments, that could be affecting the eye in any form, high blood pressure, diabetes. And usually patients get fascinated. They're like, oh, I'm taking medication, but it's nothing to do with the eyes. And I'm like, well, if it's going in your body, it's everything to do with your eyes. So we'll go through that. So definitely holistic approach, nutritional wise, and then how they interact with what they're doing with their eyes. Are you on the computer screen? Are you reading? What's the distances you're working with? What's the strain? How are your eyes functioning? So we really work holistically on all of that. I need to come and see you. What are, what are you guys doing later this afternoon? Because uh, <laughs> I need to come see you. It wasn't lost on me as well as uh, Drew was listening to your answer and you talking about the importance of nutrition in eye care that he took a break to drink his soda too. Did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> we caught you, Drew. We caught you. Uh, one of the things I, I found uh, very helpful as you talk about that is um, as I was looking around your website, you have a blog post as well, which you seem to update pretty frequently about things that we can do on our own time and our own dime to improve our eye care. I love that for two reasons or three reasons. One, I have uh, eye problems myself. Secondly, I'm, I'm very forgetful. And I think it, it really communicates that your desire is really to help people have better better eye health. Um, t- tell us, uh, just in conclusion, as we prepare to wrap up, what were some of the thoughts behind that that blog and, uh, and how do people find Find it. I think what we, we do is um, is taking whatever Dr. Eunice have in her head and her brain and try to put it into words so other people can process and assimilate it, right? So the blog was mainly to showing a subject matter expert knowing what's happening and educating, informing people of how to take care of themselves. It's not just coming to her. She's an expert. She will help, but she's educating. I think if you educate people, you empower them to better do decision-making, for better decision-making. So the whole point of the blog was to provide them extra education, information to empower them to do their, to make proper decision, decision related to their vision. We think that if you educate people, they, they will be able to do a lot more. 
you teach somebody how to fish, you can fish them for years. You give them a fish, you teach them for you. Get, you feed them for just that one time. So if we can educate our patient, they can make better decisions about their eye. Maybe not drink the coke when we're talking about nutrition. You know, so not going to that up. But you know, things like that. And it's all about access. If we create access for people people can take care of themselves. The problem is we, we box everything and we have them, we are pro, we're not providing access. Even in our, in our place, we want people to feel comfortable. If they come there, there's a particular prescription that they have, they may not be able to get the money. So we created programs where they, you know, you may not be able to take complete, but you may have payment plans or we can create something for you. Because the point is for us to help you get what you need for your best visual equity. Um, and that's the whole point about the block. Educate you, empower you to be, be able to make better decisions about your, air, your eye care. It's just right. taking what she has and make sure we, we, we put it in paper for people. And it's easily accessible. Like on the web page, it's on the first page, so anybody can access it. Time is running out for our conversation today. Jerry, you mentioned a phrase that I just want to repeat as we close. You said, uh, make a decision on your vision. And I would certainly encourage our readers to make a, our readers, our listeners, <laughs> to uh, to make a decision on their vision and stop by and see you and, and listen to what you have to say and do what they can to take care of their eye health. So in closing, uh, if you would just tell us how folks can find out more about you so most definitely if anybody is looking at uh, for us on google we you know it's, a, it's the search engine in the world you can type in my eye care in castleberry you'll be able to pull us up you can also go to www.myeyecareusa.com that's our website and has all the information our, our uh, email phone number facts um, our, our bios like you found us any information that you need and also do something online you can look at what our schedule look like and so, you know, I want that day. And then you can call us and either do it yourself or you can call us in. We would rather you call us in because we'd love to meet all our patients ahead of time. Yeah, you can make your appointments online. I think that accessibility in a busy world is important. So definitely they can just take a look at it, make an appointment online, give us a call, even stop by, say hi if you'd like. We'd love for you guys to be a part of the My Eye Care family. It has really been a pleasure to chat with you and get to know you. And I hope that our listeners will take that opportunity as well by stopping by the, the practice and getting to know you as well. Thank you so much for being our guest today. And thank you for contributing so much to our community. Dr. Eunice and Jerry Muscadin, thank you so much for your time. We are excited to have my eye care of Castleberry right here in our city and looking forward to getting to know you even better in the future. Jerry in particular shared a couple of really inspirational quotes and some, some challenges. So Andy, if you would, let's continue on that theme. Our inspirational moment for today comes from unknown. Uh, I have never met this unknown guy, but he sure does have a lot of wisdom. The quote is this, hold the vision, trust the process. Hold the vision, trust the process. Time and time again in my life, I know in Drew's life, and even in the story of my eye care that we just heard, this process rings true. Set the vision before you. Know where you want to go. Know what you want to accomplish and then walk towards that. Sometimes the process will take you on a path you didn't expect. There'll be twists and turns. But if we're holding on to the vision, moving forward, trusting the process, we'll get to where we need to go. So listener, today would encourage you again, hold on to the vision and trust the process.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the What's Up Castleberry podcast, a casual conversation about our community. This podcast has been produced by Robin Kepi. For more information, please check out our website, whatsupcastleberry.com, our Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. We've got great dad jokes on there every week. We've got inspirational quotes, lots of information. If you would like and subscribe to our podcast, give us a rating and a review. And until next time, we hope that you have a great week.